0: What's up everybody? Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. Today, I'm going to be talking about pillow cubes, term insurance, and how to not wait to enjoy retirement until it's too late. Got a great show lined up for you guys, and I'll start right after this introduction. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now, you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. What's up, everybody? Patrick McNally here, your favorite advisor, and I'm going to kick off the show with my health segment, doing basically kind of a little product review. Um, I think I alluded to this a couple of shows ago where I started trying out something called the Pillow Cube. So this has to do with sleeping, and I'm a side sleeper, and I think it was probably on Instagram or one of the social sites that I saw an ad pop up for this thing called Pillow Cube. And you can check it out, pillowcube.com. And it says it's the side sleeper pillow that's out of this world. Well, I went ahead and ordered one because like I said, I'm a side sleeper and I'm usually, I'm going through pillows all the time and I can't ever really find one that I feel like gives me that real, gives my neck the kind of support that I'm looking for. So that's why I decided to I'm gonna say make an investment in my pillow because it wasn't cheap. It was a little over a hundred bucks, but I take my sleep really, really seriously, and one of the reasons for that is because I want to make sure that I'm getting plenty of rest and recovery overnight. And short story, kind of regressing back to probably a few shows before even I mentioned the pillow cube, I, I bought this thing called the Whoop band, which monitors all of my vitals. It monitors my sleep. It monitors my breathing, my blood pressure. It actually shows me how deep of REM sleep I get. It it gives me all these data points. So if you're a total data nerd like me, this is something that you would probably really enjoy. And so anyway, so this is what's led to doing some of these product reviews on different things that I feel like are just going to help me perform better. So that's why I bought this Pillow Cube. Well, I like it. Um, I've been sleeping with it now for about a week and a half. And I do believe it gives me a whole lot better support for my head and my neck simply because of the size of the pillow and the way that it's made. And it's made with basically, I guess you'd call it memory foam. They've got some kind of space-age foam. I don't know all the stuff they make these things with, like unicorn sprinkles and whatever magic they use. But it's super comfortable. And i got to be honest, I just haven't been flipping over as much. For as long as I can remember... When you, when you side sleep, you kind of just roll back and forth all night. And my whoop was telling me that I was doing that a lot. Like I would have what they call these wake up moments, like once every you know 30 minutes or once every 45 minutes. And I know that was just me rolling over. And I have cut that down. I've been able to monitor that through my whoop device by using this pillow. And I think that's kind of cool. And I'll be honest with you, it really, I feel like I'm getting better sleep. And I'm just staying in that same position because my head is supported. So my neck's not crinkly in the morning. I don't feel, you know, tired. I really think this thing's working. Now, it also works if you do lay on your back. I don't lay on my back for long. But your head is still supported. And then you kind of roll over and, yeah, I still wake up every couple hours. And everybody does that naturally. Naturally. But I just kind of roll over to the other side, and then I'm back again. But I'm remaining on my side for more time. Therefore, I think, look, this isn't science. I'm just trying this stuff out. But I think I'm getting better sleep. So if you're a side sleeper and you want to try something new, like if you've gone through as many pillows as I have, check out uh, PillowCube.com. I don't have an affiliate link or anything. If I end up having one, I'll send you one or, or whatnot. But go check it out. I mean, I I really like it, so I think it's kind of cool, and and I wanted to bring you that update during our health segment. So now, we're going to launch into our wealth segment. And in the wealth segment today, we're going to be continuing during Life Insurance Awareness Month it is September at the time of this recording. So obviously depending on when you're listening to it, you might be like, that's not September. It's like January, whenever. But when I record this, it's September. And September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. So I decided that the four shows or so that I'm gonna be doing this month, I'm gonna be tackling uh, the four main types of life insurance. And the show before this, I talked about whole life insurance, but today I'm gonna be talking about term insurance. And term insurance is really that life insurance that most people know how it works or this is the kind that most people would traditionally buy because it's cheap. Well, it's cheap because you can and you can buy a whole lot of it. But the reason it's cheap is because it's basically like renting insurance. You don't get to keep it for your entire life. Term insurance is for a certain time period or Term. That's why it's called term insurance. And your term could be 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years. They have all kinds of different terms that these insurance companies can offer you. And basically, what happens is you pick a death benefit, an amount of money that you want to leave behind to your beneficiaries. That's what life insurance is designed for. If you need to provide for somebody financially, then life insurance may need to be added to your portfolio. If you pass away one of these days and you need to pay something off, like your home or some cars or credit cards, or you may need to send the kids to college, or you want to help the grandkids go to college. That's some, those are some uses for insurance. Another use is if you need to replace an income source, like a job, if, if you're still working and, and you need that income for bills and so forth and need to replace it, that's what insurance is for. But what about this? What about if you're retired and you're actually no longer working, you're no longer getting a paycheck? Well, you are still getting some paychecks, but they may be coming from different areas that you just don't really think of, like Social Security. Did you know, for example, that when you pass away, if you're married, there is no spousal benefit for social security benefits, meaning that when you die, one of your social security checks dies with you, and it is the lesser of the two checks. Uh, so depending on you know how you and your spouse worked throughout the years, there could be you know a big loss or maybe a smaller loss maybe maybe one of the spouses they worked you know their entire careers and one spouse stayed at home and raised the kids that's you know that was very common and the the other spouse they just don't have much social security benefits cuz they didn't have all the work credits so there's a pretty big gap in the loss of income so at the end of the day maybe it won't affect your income too much however it's also very common to see two spouses that worked pretty much equal throughout their entire lives, and their Social Security checks are very equal. For example, let's just say that you're, you're both pulling in $2,500 a month. Well that's $30,000 a year each that you're pulling in from Social Security, and if one of you passes away, you lose 50% of your paycheck, your Social Security paycheck that is, half A 50% cut could be a pretty big, substantial loss to your income. And depending on how early it comes, you know, during your ages, the surviving spouse may live another 10, 15, 25 years. That could be a substantial loss of future income. And so life insurance could be a way to plug that gap, if you will, in that loss, Life insurance is typically uh, uh, tax-free. It's a state tax. I'm sorry. It's federally tax-free, but sometimes not a state tax-free, depending on where you fall in the estate tax spectrum. Um, so there are some different planning for for higher income individuals, or maybe to do some tax planning there. But for most people, that death benefit is tax-free. So you think to yourself, well, if we had a half a million dollars and you passed away and left that tax free to your spouse, to your family, what kind of good could that do for the family? Now I've been a financial advisor for over twenty two years. Now I've seen I've seen the good and the bad happen with this. People who had the life insurance passed away earlier than expected and they had that policy pay out to the family and it was a lifesaver. It allowed them to continue, you know, their lives. It did not disrupt Uh, any major, you know, obviously besides losing you, but it didn't disrupt any major life events like maybe having to sell the house or sell a car or, you know, having to fire sale a whole lot of items just to continue to pay your bills. And I have seen that on the other end of the spectrum. I have had clients... Um, who have come to me and said my spouse passed away I don't know what to do here and ultimately the first thing I ask is did they have life insurance and the answer was no and so they did have to do things like downsize their home and things like that and it is not fun to do that not when you lose um, a very special person in your life and if it's your spouse your loved one and your soulmate so that is brutal Um, so you want to be prepared for that And a lot of people just simply say, well, I'm retired now, everything's paid off. I don't need that life insurance. Well, I just gave you the example of the social security. There could be some other reasons in there that you could need some type of a death benefit. Um, And instead of popping it on Visa, you've got the cash at hand to pay any final expenses or things like that. So term insurance could be a use for that because you can buy a lot of it for cheap. However, you got to calculate this correctly because if you go out and buy a 20-year term policy, well, what happens at the end of 20 years and one day, that benefit is over. The insurance is gone. You've paid in all those premiums. Let's say it was whatever, $1,000 a year. You paid in $20,000, and all through those years, you had half a million dollars worth of coverage. Well, at the end of it, there's no more insurance. It's done. So you have to factor that into the future planning. And that may be okay because 20 years from now, you may be 95 years old and you're like, man, I don't need no insurance. We're good. And what are the chances, you know, our life expectancy goes much more beyond that? Who knows? I don't have a crystal ball. But you need to keep that in mind because much like last week when I talked about whole life insurance, whole life insurance just very, very very quickly you have life insurance benefits for your whole life. Now the flip side is you you can't you don't can't buy as much because it's much more expensive. So that's why term insurance could fit, you know, into your financial planning uh, in a way that you could leave behind a a big estate for a loved one or an income replacement that could be substantial in and the time that they need it. So if you have ever any questions about that, we'd love to help you. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute, but I wanna give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, a simple guide to navigating retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website, again, is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with The Objective of Providing Inflation Adjusted Income for Life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. But now we are going to launch into our freedom segment. And in this segment, I am going to talk about a recent Facebook post that I thought was really, really, really good, and and ironically talked about freedom. So I'm a part of a number of these Facebook groups, and um, when I say a number of Facebook groups, I'm a part of a bunch of different groups, but a couple of them deal with retirement, and one in particular is called Retirement or Thinking Retired or Thinking Retirement, and then there's another one I'm a part of called Retired or Getting Ready to. And these are great groups, and just have great discussions, great comments great questions, all based on retirement. So if you are retired or you're getting close and you're on Facebook, I would highly encourage you to check these groups out. You can find them. Again, Retired or Thinking Retirement. And uh, the other one I'm a part of is Retired or Getting Ready To. And oftentimes, I will come across a couple of, you know, statements or comments or questions. And they're so good, I want to bring them on the show. And this one just kind of, I read it and really, it really caught my eye and got me thinking about a few things. So I'm just going to read it for you. And then I am going to, uh, to make some of my own comments. I'm not going to mention the author. I did get permission from him uh, to talk about it on the show. But just for privacy, I'm not going to mention his name. And he says, Someone else's post really got me thinking about how so much of what I did at work over my life was of such critical importance at the time and was actually so meaningless in the big picture. I spent so much time on unnecessary checklists, record keeping, audits, making everything unrealistically perfect for corporate visitors instead of doing the work that needed to be done. So important that I would work off the clock when I wasn't salaried, take work home and on vacation, and go in on my day off just to try and keep up. The company made it sound like the sky would fall if some checklist didn't get completed. Looking back, it all seems like such a colossal waste of time. But we all have to earn a living. So as long as I was getting a paycheck and benefits, it is what it is. Makes me appreciate my freedom even more now. I feel like I actually am doing things that matter now. Visiting family, spending time in nature, and volunteering. So I just thought that was a really, really great um comment I thought it was very very well said and it it kind of got me thinking about a few things. First and foremost it got me thinking about how people usually wait until it's too late to do the things that they want to do. And we get so caught up in work and like uh, like this post said, obviously we all have to work and make a living and and you know there's a degree to that, but there has to be a way that you can balance still living the life that you want to live, and maybe some of you are doing that while you're working. I think that's awesome. Um, I love what I do as a financial advisor, love the work I do, Um, but some people are just kind of feel like they're stuck, and they need to kind of find that balance between living their life and not waiting until you get to retirement to do the things that you want to do. This is a conversation, you guys, I have with uh, clients and even potential clients all the time. You know, a lot of people come to see me, they're about five years or so from retiring, and like, I can't wait to get to retirement to do this. I'm like, why don't you do it now? And they just kind of feel like they can't. And then we talk about it, do a little planning. It's like, well, maybe I can do that, or maybe do some shortened version of it. You know, maybe a trip they've been putting off, or maybe they've wanted to learn how to, you know, go mountain biking. I don't know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. A lot of times, what I've seen though, again, over my 22 plus years of, of doing this, Is that a lot of people will put things off until they can't do it physically for example when they're retired Um, maybe even mentally maybe they've had some plans with a spouse and a spouse unexpectedly passes away Uh, that happened in my own life my mother passed away five years ago and she was 69 just shy of her 70th birthday my dad had already pretty much retired And man, they had plans. They had massive plans that they were going to be doing in their retirement. They just wanted to wait to get her to that age of 70, you know, the old full Social Security benefits age, and make sure that she did that. And unfortunately, she ended up having a massive stroke out of nowhere, passed away, uh, I mean, blink of an eye. And so life completely changed for my dad and for all of us, you know, but but for them, they had retirement mapped out, and the things they were going to do in retirement, um, now we're gone. So, those are just kind of the things that I I kind of started reading about this, and and, um, this person in this post, you know, made some things like, I actually feel like I'm doing things that matter now, visiting family, spending time in nature and volunteering. And I'm wondering if there are ways that you can be doing that before you retire, not only in retirement, but doing those things before you retire, I I think would really just give you more of, of an abundant life before retirement. I always talk about the retirement, the abundant retirement life, but getting there so that you can still do the things in retirement that you want to do. That's why I also mention health. You know, my, like I always say, it's about the health, wealth, and freedom. I believe if you can keep that health, you're going to keep more wealth and will allow you to do the things you want to do in retirement. And that's why I, I, I bring you health ideas and tips and strategies to make sure that once you get into retirement, you can still walk up those stairs to the museum in Paris if that's where you want to go. I don't know where that came from out of my mind, but maybe that's what I want to do. You know, but being able to physically do things that you've dreamed about doing, you know, if it's traveling or you want to get out in that garden and really go to work in the garden or the raised, you know, uh, flower beds and those kinds of things, if you love to be outdoors, being able to get up and down off the ground and your knees and hips and things like that, you got to keep those things well lubricated and, and uh, able to uh, have the freedom to do those things. So I thought that was just a really good... Um, comment there. So, now I want to give you guys some action items. I want to end every show with some things you can be doing as a recap of what I just talked about. And first and foremost, I'm going to highly recommend check out the pillow cube. If you guys want to get a better night's sleep, I don't get any like sponsorship money or anything for pitching this stuff. I try it out myself. If I like it, I'm going to tell you. If I don't, I'll tell you that too. But if you're a side sleeper for sure, um, check out PillowCube.com and maybe invest in a really cool pillow. And really focus on looking at things, looking at products to you know get you help you get a better night's sleep. You're just going to feel better at the end of the day. And um, you know there's technology out there. This is pillow technology, and I like it. On the wealth side, um, I want you to take a look at your insurance. If you still have life insurance, review it. What kind is it? When does it end? Is it forever? Make, you know, take a little bit of stock of what what you know you would pay off if something were to happen to you and your loved ones got that death benefit. How would that help them? Sit down with the yellow pad and just go over some of those liabilities, the things, the debts that you still have, and just kind of organize them and say, hey, You know, we still got whatever, 30 grand left on the mortgage. We want to make sure that's paid off. Or, you know, do the income projections on what type of, uh, you know, income you may need to replace. And then on top of that, looking at freedom, don't wait until it's too late, guys. Find a way if you're still working, especially find a way to do some of those things or start to really plan for some of those things that you've been putting off or wanted to maybe reserve for retirement, maybe you can start doing some of the things today. And I highly encourage you to do that. Don't just sit around and work, 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 work until your eyes are going to pop out. By the time you get to retirement, you're going to be too tired to do the things that you want to do. So my advice to you is to get out there and have fun while you still can, because tomorrow isn't promised to anybody thank you for listening to the show thank you for listening to retirement lifestyles with patrick mcnally i'll be back at it again next week so make sure you tune in and i wish you the best in retirement if you got something good out of the show make sure you rate it give me a thumbs up and hit subscribe so you never miss out also share it with your friends be sure to find me on facebook instagram and linkedin one more thing before you go Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.